on this episode of Sports Force. It's the Week 10 Picks episode. We are heading into the second half of the season, and we've got a new Sunday slate, so I'm going to preview all the games we have coming up. So let's kick this thing off. It's Sports Force, a Garage Sports Media production. I'm your host, A.A. Ron, and I'm actually recording this Wednesday night. It's November 8th. I'm doing it before Thursday Night Football, which might be the first time ever, and it's good, right? Um, I typically do it after only because Thursday Night Football feels so far removed from the rest of the games. Like By the time we get through Sunday, we get through Monday, and I typically record on Monday night. We're looking at Tuesday. Thursday's all of a sudden two days away, and almost a week has gone by since that first game. Plus, the games aren't usually that great. There's not a lot to talk about. I mean, this week's no different, but that's kind of why I started doing it that way. But you know what? I've got this time on my hands that I didn't have before getting more episodes out uh, consistently because I got off the rails a little bit in October. And it's the same thing that happens every year, which is that October is always such a busy month for me, and I always forget that it is. Like I always overbook a bunch of stuff. I've got Halloween parties. We do an end-of-the-year cookout outdoor movie nights. Uh, that was a COVID tradition that we do all summer with a group of friends where we have this big screen outside, we cook out, watch a movie. It's a lot of fun. So we do one in October to, to kind of bring it to an end. Halloween parties, trick-or-treating, and then my parents were in town, so I was dedicating time to that. And I just suddenly have a lot of free time, which is great. So I'm able to record it ahead of time. So I'm just going to cover all the games instead of doing the uh, review from or the recap from Thursday while I do the picks. So... We're already here. So speaking of Thursday Night Football, let's just start there. We've got a not great game. Might as well be a toilet bowl, I guess. But it's got some fun implications to it. I mean, despite beating the Texans, the Panthers came back and looked like trash yet again. So they got their one win. You got your participation trophy. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for showing up this season. And the Panthers get the Bears at home. And Tyson Badgett doesn't look terrible. He's had a handful of good games. He had a really bad one in primetime. So, oh, there's something interesting. Tyson Badgett in primetime. Is he good? Is he bad? I don't know. I mean, he's good for a few picks a game. But even with that, I think the Bears can still score on this team. And it's also a DJ Moore revenge game. The Panthers traded DJ Moore and the Panthers first round pick last season for the Bears first round pick. So... If the Bears beat the Panthers, that helps them for draft position, which is not something you can say that often. So it's nice to hold another team's pick, especially when they're having the season that they're having, because they may end up with the first overall pick two years in a row. Pretty impressive. So I'm taking the Bears, but I don't know. I don't want to complain about it too much. It's football. We have it. We watch it, right? But it's not that exciting going into the next one because we still have another early morning Germany game, and that is the Colts at Patriots, and it's at 7.30 in the morning. This is the last one, right? Like, I'm just ready to be done with the early games, and especially one like this. I think the real test will be for anyone who wakes up for the game. Can you stay up all the way through it? 
I don't know that I'll be able to. I may start watching it and uh, catch up on a little bit of sleep and just check what the end is because something exciting. And listen, I'm just tired of thinking the Patriots are going to have a bounce back win that Bill Belichick's going to get anything more out of this team because it never shows up. They are really bad. And now you've got the questions of what if he loses this game? Do they fire him? Are they going to take away his GM duties and bring in a GM? Are they going to get rid of him at the end of the season? Or are they going to trade him, which is always fun when you have a coach trade, to the commanders? I don't think there's any meat on that bone, but I don't know. Maybe. But the Patriots suck. I'm going against them. The Colts aren't very good, but they're definitely better than the Patriots. Uh, I didn't even look at travel because I'm so uninterested in this game. And that was like the fun thing to do for the overseas game. So I don't know who got there first. doesn't matter because the Dolphins screwed it up last week anyway. So taking the Colts at this game. Next up, Texans at Bengals. The Bengals have really come into form, and they just beat the Bills convincingly. Burrow is as good as ever. He's hitting different pass catchers. He was utilizing tight ends last week, which he wasn't really doing throughout the season, so he's spreading it around. That's great. He also looks good scrambling it. The calf, no longer an issue. We could probably stop talking about it. The defense is playing solid enough. They never gave the Bills a chance last week. But for the Texans, even with C.J. Stroud coming off a historic record-setting game in pass yards, I think the Bengals are just too good right now. Um, I don't think the Texans will be able to pull off an upset. Plus, I mean, the Texans already lost to the Panthers, and they're in a rebuilding state. Listen, they're going to be good before long. I just heard an interview with Tank Dell, awesome name. And he was talking about how their mindset's not in that rebuilding stage. They're ready to win now. And it is showing up on the field. They just don't have all the pieces. So they'll be fun. You got a full season of C.J. Stroud to really, uh, I would say, NFL ready. He's already there, it looks like. Um, So they'll be fine. But, look, this is not going to be this week. I'm going to take the Bengals. Saints at Vikings. This is fun more on the Vikings side of the ball. Because after Kirk Cousins went down, I was like, oh, we just pick against the Vikings week after week after week. He was about the only thing that was working on that team, and now he's out for the season. But they have heart, and they aren't ready to punt on the season. Josh Dobbs came in last week flying blind and played heroic football to win that game. He's now had a week to learn his teammates' names, which is a good starting point, right? I'm assuming he got a crash course in the playbook. Justin Jefferson's on the bubble to start practicing right now. And as of today, if the playoffs started now, the Vikings are in. They're the seventh seed. So they have something to play for. A win means something. And it, I think, would push Justin Jefferson to try and get back on the field as soon as possible. So it's all positive vibes in Minneapolis. I'm interested to see what Josh Dobbs can do now with the week. And here's the thing. It's not like he's new to the starting job. It's maybe his fifth team, but he started for the Cardinals all season long. So he's in that prep mode. He knows what to do. Granted, it's a new team. He's going to be learning a lot of stuff, but he's got the experience of switching teams. So I'm interested to see what he does this game. It should be a lot of fun because the Saints stink. That's the truth. Derek Carr hasn't and isn't a difference maker The Saints' defense have had a good season so far, but they can't get any rhythm on offense whatsoever. It's like those TikTok artists that come through. 
there's a guy that's all over my feed right now who's trying to get this terrible country song put on Yellowstone, and he cannot find the beat to save his life. It's got no rhythm, just like the Saints offense. They are terrible. Derek Carr will probably bomb one over one of his receiver's heads at some point. I'm picking the Vikings in this game, and I'm surprised that I am just based on everything that's happened to that team in the last couple of weeks. Next up, we've got the Green Bay Packers taking on the Stillers. Hey, Packers, we got a win last week. Awesome. Great job. But it was against a bad Rams team, and a bad Rams team who played terrible. So I don't know that this is anything the Packers are going to be able to recreate. And look, that performance of the Rams was so bad that the starting quarterback, Rippin, Ripin, he's not even on the team anymore. They waived him and signed Carson Wentz. So who wants to take the over-under on when Wentz breaks an ankle? Or both. It's got to be a prop bet out there, right? But look, even with Kenny Pickett at at QB, the the Steelers are getting wins. I don't even think the Steelers are really that good, but they're doing it. Tomlinson keeps his never having having a losing season record going. The Steelers, sorry, I'm saying that wrong. Steelers, look, they're 5-3. The Packers are still a bad team, and the matchup is just too much. So I'm taking the Stillers. Next up, Titans at Buccaneers. The Titans have named Will Levis starting quarterback going forward, as they should. Derrick Henry has clearly dropped off, and they want to pass. They came out this season with Ryan Tannehill trying to be a passing quarterback, and it was ugly. They was the most inconsistent football to start the season almost ever, especially from that team. When Derrick Henry's on fire and playing at his best, you have to play to the run, and that opens up the pass game for somebody like a Ryan Tannehill. Without him being at the level that he was normally at, obviously that wasn't working out. So Tannehill goes out, Levis comes in, and starts throwing beautiful throws. That dude throws a beautiful football. It's incredible, and... They are going to see what they have out of this kid going forward. I've, I really like what I see so far out of it. The kid's got some dog in him, and that's, that will make a difference, and he's clearly a better passer than Ryan Tannehill. So I'm excited to see that. Uh, Levis to Hopkins should definitely be a thing in the second half of the season. Clearly he's going to him often. I would expect them to, to get some chemistry going. And the Bucks have been fun. Uh, I love Mayfield in Tampa, but they stink. And the Bucks lost in a shootout with the Texans. The Bucks will be good in probably a few years. They need a new coach. Uh, Todd Bowles just isn't the guy who's going to get there anymore. Uh, they are definitely in a rebuilding state. Look, they they traded everything they could to buy Super Bowl. Now they're dealing with the cap implications and players moving on and trying to put pieces back together. They've still got some good pieces. I think Mayfield will really find a home there and hopefully just stay for a while and be able to develop chemistry with these receivers. We'll see what happens with um, Mike Evans as the season ends. But look, in this particular game, I'm taking Will Levis to throw some sexy spirals against the Bucks for the win. Niners at Jags. This, might, this is definitely the game of the week. In my notes, I put, ooh, good game alert. I mean, if the Packers are getting blown out, maybe this is the one I'll pay attention to because... The Jags have been rolling, stringing together wins, while the Niners, on the other hand, went on a skid before their bye week, losing three, including one to the Vikings, which was surprising. I was there. To me, 
The Niners need this win to get their mojo back. Listen, the Jags are a good team. I said it, all right? They're a good team. Everybody can stop getting on my ass about it. But hopefully Purdy is over his concussions, which I think he had, and I really think the Niners wheeled him out there with at least a concussion, just like the Dolphins did with Tua last season. There was in this last game where he smacks his head and then reaches for it, and that was after coming out of concussion protocol in a very short time after that Vikings game. So I mm, I hope so. I hope he starts playing better because he looked like shit when he hit his head. So I'm taking the Niners to bounce back from their skid, so Niners. Browns at Ravens. I mean, who's better than the Ravens at the moment? I mean, they just pounded the Seahawks into the ground. The Ravens' offense is clicking. Lamar looks good, which is much better than what it looked like at the beginning of the season. They were all over the place. The Browns' defense is definitely a test, but the Browns' offense can't score. So I think this is a low-score game because the Ravens are going to have to fight for this win, but the Browns won't be able to score much, if at all. So I'm taking Ravens. Ravens all day. This is probably one of the easier picks going through the games. Uh, Falcons at Cardinals would be the next one up. I mean, I assume the Falcons' defense looks better. It's been solid all season. The Falcons' defense also gets Kyler Murray starting his first game in forever coming off injury, so I think Kyler's going to need to change his pull-ups a few times in this game. I mean, the fun part will be, how does Arthur Smith misuse Bijan Robinson if he even uses him at all? I mean, why did the Falcons even draft Bijan Robinson? Or what the fuck did Robinson do to get in the doghouse? To just get misused. Arthur Smith comes out and says, uh, Bijan makes a, a great impact away from the ball. I don't even know what that means. What if you gave him the ball? What would happen then? I have no no idea. So I think the Falcons are going to win this game, but this might be the funny takeaway game. And I think Arthur Smith just shaved his mustache, which he definitely should not have. <laughs> this will just be funny. And we get to see Kyler do his toddler run, so I'm excited for that. Next up, we have got Charger or Lions at Chargers. And the Chargers look so goddamn bad Monday night against the Jets. I mean, even getting five turnovers, they couldn't do much with it. The Chargers offensive line is non-existent. And what's on the other side of the offensive line? Aiden Hutchinson, who's got incredible talent to get to the quarterback. So he's just going to eat up Justin Herbert. I mean, if you're the Lions, this is a game you're supposed to win because the Chargers suck. That's really what it is. The, you got the Vikings who are now sneaking up behind. They're like one game behind you. So they need to get back to this early season domination that they had. Now, they dropped some dumb games, and this kind of has trap game written all over it. But they are coming off a bye week. So I hope they are reset and can come out and just dominate, especially going in the second half because you got to start getting hot as you go in the playoffs. A lot of different teams are favored in the NFC. The Niners are still top one. I think the the Lions, if they can find midseason form shot and just roll through teams, they're going to make some noise in the playoffs. I really want to see them, and I can't believe I'm saying that as an NFC North fan. But, again, this is the game you're supposed to win. So get back to that form. And, fortunately, the Lions are facing the Chargers uh, off a of bye week. So, you know, I, I could see Jared Goff hitting Amon Ra St. Brown for a ton, just like, well, I didn't cover that game. I was going to say something about the Bills game. I'll save that to the end. But, I, you know, I, I could see them running it up because this Chargers defense is terrible. 
Next up, fewest notes I could ever come up with on a game. Giants at Cowboys. Call it a get-right game for the Cowboys. I mean, the Giants are starting a guy whose last name is DeVito, and I can't stop saying Danny DeVito in my head. And Daniel Jones is out for the season, which is why they have to go with DeVito. But how Cowboys would it be to lose this game? They slaughtered the Giants in week one, didn't even let the Giants score. The Cowboys are coming off a game that they shot themselves in the foot 50 ways Sunday to lose against the Eagles. They could have won that game. Everybody's expecting him to win. Never mind, this is the trap game. I think it would be hilarious if the Cowboys lose. However, I'm picking the Cowboys because I don't know why anybody would pick the Giants at this point. Next up, Commanders at Seahawks. Uh, Geno Smith was terrible last week, and they didn't just get punched in the mouth. Uh, The Ravens put the Seahawks in a sharpshooter and made them tap out. The Ravens dominated the Seahawks last week. Now, the Commanders are kind of like the Cardinals in that they've been tough to win against. Uh, But the Seahawks should have a chip on their shoulder coming off last week's loss. I would expect good Geno to show up, especially at home. The Commanders are going to give him a fight. I mean, Sam Howell seems to be that dude at quarterback in Washington. But again, they traded off their key defensive pieces. So it's a good time for the Seahawks to get him to try and... uh, get back in the wing column. So I'm taking the Seahawks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm taking the Seahawks. Almost doubted myself for a second after I just said that. Okay. Those are all the afternoon games. Then we get into the Sunday night game. And why this wasn't flexed out is beyond me. I don't know what the NFL is doing to us. These single games so between thursday night sunday night and i guess you could even count monday night are not a good slate of games i don't know what this is jets at raiders on sunday night we all have to watch it that's we all have to watch it i'll probably be doing game notes on that one but i mean who do you pick i have no idea in this game you pick the jets who played one of the worst offensive games ever on monday or do you pick the raiders who've been playing re-inspired football with an interim coach Mm -hmm. the Jets' defense is still a top defense. I mean, they were damn good the other night. And the Raiders' interim coach game was last week, so I expect some of that to come back to earth a little. The Jets have no offensive line, and the Raiders have Max Crosby. Honestly, this could go either way. But here's where I think the difference is. Robert Salah is a really good coach. He's got experience, and I think he's going to get more out of his team than what showed up Monday night. I do love Antonio Pierce as the interim I think the Raiders play better. But look, Aiden O'Connell is getting his third start. They have named him as a quarterback going forward, which is what they should have done. There's even an article that came out today that the Raiders GM didn't want Jimmy Garoppolo, but Josh McDaniels pushed for it. Also, another fun one of Josh McDaniels being quoted saying he could turn any high school quarterback into an all-pro. And his MO on both teams that he's gone to is that He's gotten rid of the the quarterback, brought in another guy who stunk it up all over the place. So uh, Josh McDaniel sucks. So going against Aiden O'Connell in his third start, going against this top Jets defense, I mean, he's going to have a tough day at the office. So I'm picking the Jets based on that. And to round it out, we have got Broncos at Bills, Monday Night Football. Uh, The Bills... 
after losing to the Bengals, get a gift and playing the Broncos. The Broncos, yeah, they've pulled out three wins this season. Most surprisingly against the Chiefs. On a Patrick Mahomes flu game, who did not look good in that game. And then the Chiefs come back to beat the Dolphins. Chiefs back, right? And the Chiefs have been beatable all season, but they are winning. And listen, the Broncos aren't back. They aren't good. I think with the trade deadline come and gone, it's taken some of the heat off of these players because their names are being thrown around left and right. And I know that it's got to have some impact as a player that you could potentially be on the way out, whether you want to or not. But since the trade deadline, they seem to have played better ball. And Russell Wilson is looking more like himself. He's definitely not an issue, but you know they still have a bad defense. So the Bills need a win. They need a confidence booster. And don't get me wrong, I don't actually think the Bills are good. We thought they were at the beginning of the season, but as this year has gone on, they have really not shown up. So I have doubts that the Bills are even going to make the playoffs at this point. They kind of stink. But I also think for the Lions, for the Bills, this is a game you should win. You should be able to beat the Broncos. Russell Wilson probably looks decent against this struggling Bills defense. But at the end of the day, it's going to be Josh Allen pointing at the Broncos defense after throwing like 12 touchdown passes to Diggs. So I'm taking the Bills in this game. And that's all the games. We got to them all. Um, decent week, decent lineup, uh, some stinkers, but I think the games with meaning are a lot of fun. And we'll probably see that in the second half as we start to look at playoffs and what the implications are. We hit that midseason stride, which means you should know what these teams are and they should be playing better ball in the second half. So I'm excited as we get into week 10, what a lot of these teams look like. And also as we get into, uh, the divisional second game matchups. So good time. We got fall football. I know I was talking about that in the last episode. It's my favorite time of year today. It was rain snowing. It really had that fall vibe. I like that. So I'm going to be back later this week with an additional episode as I try to continue my consistency. But here's kind of what I, where I'm going to be going with this is uh, the Monday show, which comes out Monday night slash Tuesday is going to be, the recap episode, go through each of the games, or at least the games that were interesting. I might have to toss some of these out. Uh, Colts, Patriots. And I will do a weekly pick episode too. But what I really wanted to do is bring one additional episode at the end of the week. Because one complaint I always have about podcasts is that there's never anything on the weekend. And listen, I consume most of my media through podcasts. At any given moment, I have one playing That's what I listen to when I'm driving around. But when the weekend hits, they all kind of drop off and I'm scrambling backwards to see if I missed anything. So what I'm going to do is do kind of an all-encompassing episode at the end of the week to release it maybe Friday night, um, Saturday morning, (coughs) and just hit news topics. So I've got no games to cover. I'll save that for the other episodes. And this is going to be straight-up news. What's going on? Uh, what's happened over the week, because by the end of the week, we've had a lot more information about it. I know headline reactions are a lot of fun. I'll try to put those in here as well, but it'll just be more like a news segment. So game recap, game picks, news, end of the week. Something to be with you for the weekend, whether you are going to the gym, doing chores, you know, running errands, whatever it is, we will have weekend content for you. So look for that at the end of the week. 
Thanks for listening. Make sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment. You got to do five stars to leave a comment. I know I keep saying that. But listen, people keep asking me, like, why can't I leave a comment? I'm like, you got to leave five stars. I mean, that's just the rules of how it works. So listen, TikTok, uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter, all that. We are at Sports Force Pod. It's the same for all of them. So make sure to follow us there. I'm posting uh, graphics about the picks and different things that we have. And also, it's a great way to communicate with me. I do reply to my Instagram messages more than anything else. seems to be the uh, popular spot. So I'm going to stop dragging out this Midwest goodbye ending and say see you later this week. Peace. (laughs) 